0: Welcome to another episode of La Ventanita, the Miami Herald Food Podcast. I'm your host Carlos Freest, Miami Herald Food Editor, uh, joined every week by my co-host and buddy Amy Reyes. Hi. What's going on? You got happy the, birthday, you got
1: Carlos! The- you had a birthday uh, this past Monday, so I just wanted to make sure everybody knew. So nice, thanks. Yeah. Now
0: everybody knows that I'm. Older older, and more decrepit than the, than the year before. Thanks.
1: Well, I just wanted to discuss it because um, I came by your house to give you your gift and you forced me to drink cocktails. I did. And, and this is not something that I tend to do. I'm more of a wine person. And I did it, think I did need it break, to, you?
0: Did it break it did. you? It
1: did. It did. But I have discovered the way that I can actually consume a cocktail. Which is? The way I mean, to do to- it, first of all has to involve it has to be mixed with something and can you can't just give me a cocktail cuz i will die it, it will kill me but because um, why
0: because cuz you drink it too fast
1: yes well no like lemonade yeah well if it's mixed with something it could also kill me but if it's just like straight with like a little i won't consume it it tastes like medicine but your your fiance made some very delicious mixed cocktails like that she was just pouring into these beautiful glasses that had this giant this giant piece of ice. It was mm-hmm. very shishivan fancy. And the way to do it is you drink two sips and they put the glass away from you for like 20 minutes. You like forget it exists.
0: It's kind of you like drink- when you it's like when you're reading and you have your cell phone. You gotta put the cell phone in the other room.
1: Yes, exactly. Right, so you when take you're two drinking sips and
0: you put your drink in the other room.
1: Is yes. That- you have to walk away <laughs> from it. And then I drank two more sips and then I dumped it out.
0: Yeah, see, that, that so the, your method of drinking cocktails is throwing them away.
1: Yeah, exactly. You just drink four sips and your then you throw it away. And then you try another one. On
0: you. Good things are wasted on you. This is why you can't have nice things, Amy. No,
1: I, I shouldn't. You should not be I should not be allowed to drink. I just Let am
0: telling you yeah, my fiance is the hostess with the mostest. so she made these awesome uh like carass of pre-mixed cocktails and it's and it's great because other times, you know, you have people over and you don't know whether it's going to be five people or 10 people or 15 people. And you end up like making cocktails all day and not enjoying it. But like pre-mixed cocktails is the jam, you know, you do them fresh that day and you put them in the fridge and it's amazing. It's like, it's, you know.
1: No, I thought it was pretty genius too. Yeah. And I think it's good to be like, this is what we have. And this is the only thing I have to do to That's prepare it. It for you.
0: That's it. It's yeah. fantastic.
1: It was but, good. Um... My favorite one, however, was the one that she described as tasting like Robitussin.
0: Yes, it had because it had grenadine in it, which grenadine is might be the active ingredient in Robitussin, actually, it might be the actual uh thing that cures you inside Robitussin.
1: Well, I but felt very healthy, temples,
0: which is why we have them in the house. I generally. felt
1: very healthy afterwards, <laughs> it was like elixir. It
0: was a tonic, uh, it was a tonic for your for your WGS. Yes,
1: it was good, it, it like I survived. I, and,
0: and your WGS was not inflamed. No.
1: Nope, the next nope. day, right? It's yeah, been it's see. been under control lately. And I have been eating so what, 7 days we went to Shoma Bazaar. Yep. I went to Biblos and I went to Sexy Fish.
0: And you didn't so, die.
1: I and I am alive. Yeah. So these, yeah.
0: the last time you went to Biblos, you and Connie, they they tried to kill you with food.
1: They did. They did. Yeah. So what's going on is um Miami spice is coming and we're starting to do our our um our media previews. So that we can do little evaluations of like what's a good combination and like what yeah. you know what just give some insider intel on what a good way to approach each restaurant, like different restaurants' menus are. So we went to Biblos and I, I don't know why it is, but I feel such a connection to that place because they have like four dishes
0: that because they tried to kill you with food.
1: Yeah, they, they tried to kill That's me it. with food. Well, the one year that I went for their Miami Spice dine with Connie, they literally brought every single item from the menu and put them in front of us and they were like you must try it all
0: <laughs> you could have done with the co- like the cocktails and just taken a little bite and put it in the next room i couldn't cuz
1: that food is <laughs> legit like they even brought out the they even brought out the like the brunch menu they were giving us like pancakes and stuff it was it was a lot but yeah, that, um that
0: place really does a great job you know what place i'm i'm interested in and i've had a couple friends go is the uh the uh, the abale i'm never going to pronounce it right abale abale Tel Avivian kitchen, oh yeah, uh, which is which is the place where um, Hetty Goldsmith was doing the sweet and savory pastries for, and and I've heard just really good things from close friends and family members who have gone, who just said like it is amazing, Mediterranean, and even like specifically like some Israeli flavors in there, um, like there's a tar they make people keep raving about. So I'm that place is like high on my list of, of places I want to check out. I don't think that they're on Miami Spice, but sometimes I tend to say give it a month because yeah. people like that list started when I first looked at it, it was like 87 restaurants and that was down from like 250 before the pandemic. And I was like, Oh, yeah, was, we
1: were worried. We were like, yeah, What's we were going like on is with this a thing Spice? or
0: people not? And then like a week later it was 140. And then it was like 180 and, and, uh, you know, they keep adding restaurants. So that's one of those things to keep an eye out. Um, and I'm curious, I'm curious to see what places will offer ultimately, you know, and, um, Like you know, they were they were making a big deal about uh, oh they're going to have some of the Michelin restaurants and I counted exactly a Michelin restaurant.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Which one was it? Cote, which I have called dibs on. Uh, Oh,
1: okay, you can do that one. Yeah, because I'm going. I am going to La Petite Maison because that is my other jam. I love that place.
0: Yeah, you do love that place. Yeah, they have the. Huh?
1: I am allowed to eat it, but this is what I usually get. I usually get the ratatouille. And a glass of Sancerre and like maybe a maybe whatever protein they have. And then the dessert. Is, and Is I'm, the ratatouille, using...
0: is ratatouille the main dish? Because usually ratatouille is kind of like arroz con frijoles in the sense that it's a, well, it's a side uh, thing there. Or did yeah, they no, do like the movie? Dish. They did like, like the movie made it a thing.
1: I like to go there for a ratatouille when I don't want to eat a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll get the ratatouille and like a side salad. Like okay. a, that's, that's one of my like Amy's like pretending like she's being healthy kind of things. But it's just really good. It's a really, really good dish. I dream about that ratatouille. Like I think about it all the time. I call it up at night.
0: Oh, you're like, like, how you doing? You up, you up, ratatouille? (laughs) You're like Anton Ego?
1: Yep.
0: What would you like today, sir? Perspective. (laughs) What? I don't know. That's the line in ratatouille.
1: Oh, my God. I, I forgot all them. about the lines from Ratatouille. Why do you know that?
0: I, I, I have a, a memory f- just for some reason for random lines from movies that are generally forgettable, but also the memorable ones. But well, uh, that I, so I have I have a a, a catalog of Simpsons references.
1: Okay, that, I know, wouldn't get I any up, of those that I
0: can apply to in any circumstance. You know? Yeah, in, I
1: would any... only get the one that's like Cowabunga. You yeah, see, no. I... Well, wait, was that the Turtles? Was Stop that the Ninja talking. Turtles?
0: It was also the Ninja Turtles. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can sound outdated in any discussion, any, <laughs> any any social environment. You know, just by throwing in a. Wait. Some so, some
1: where book. else are you excited about for Miami Spice? What What else is on your list? Uh,
0: let me look through here. Um, the other place that I that I said I'm curious about was um, I can't think of it right now. Because um, oh, there, there's a place that a couple of people have been mentioning near my house. Uh, Tur Kitchen. T U. Oh, okay. And they make that capital like if it's a an acronym for something I have no idea, but a lot of people are curious about that place, and I kind of put that on my list. Like that's that's one of those places I'd like to try. I mean, that's that's the thing about Miami Spice, right? Is like this is the this is the opportunity to try all those places that generally uh, maybe you might not get to, or you might not you know like want to make a full commitment to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it no, might be it's good for it, lunch or something like that.
1: Are you gonna go to Fiola? Cause that that one I think was on your list.
0: Yeah, that was definitely on my list. That's that's the other one is uh, is one of those places that uh, they got that place got a Michelin star in in uh, DC, mm-hmm. and but not here. And I've heard some interesting things about that place, like you know, like places like, hey, that was good, but. That was prohibitively expensive.
1: Yes, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say food. Miami Spice is your entryway to Fiola because I've never been to Fiola and not left like, oh my god, mischalitos, you know, like damn. I, right. I <laughs> mi cuito, mi cuento. And so I'm just like, <laughs> if, this is your chance to go to Fiola because Fiola is expensive. It's well, real expensive.
0: I, I think that like Miami Spice really starts making you think about like what do we what do we want out of a restaurant like who go like, yeah who goes to that restaurant who's that restaurant for right like is it is it the place you go to once every six months is it the kind of place that you can go to every month you know or is it you know a, a place you stop into weekly you know and i think that there's those different categories i think it also depends on how much money you make
1: yeah uh, obviously to be able
0: to do that uh, but but i do think in general like you know which which one of these restaurants is, so I, I i tend to skew Miami Spice, those places that seem like they might be a special spot.
1: Yeah, right? like the big night out type of places.
0: Right. Like if I let me go here on the cheap, and if it seems like wow, there's there's a lot of meat on the bone on this place, you know, like that might make for a really nice, uh, a really nice date night or something like that. Yeah,
1: right? that seems like a good strategy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It seems like the way to go because if, if if Miami Spice wants to be like a uh, like an entry an entryway for people to... T- to kind of like see if you're actually going to get what you're, you know, get your money's worth from yeah. a, like, a really expensive place. Because I'm telling you, Fiola, they put truffles on everything and truffles <laughs> like, are expensive. Like,
0: Please try this cocktail, but let us shave I'm some gonna truffles put some tr- over
1: the <laughs> top. I'm <laughs> put some truffles Truffle on it. Truffle
0: powder into it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I-, I got some, I got some truffled pasta and I think it costs more than I've paid for meat. <laughs> it yeah. Was, it was like that yeah. kind of, Truffle that kind of a situation. Itself,
0: truffle itself is like almost worth its weight in gold i think uh and it's tr- the once you've had like actual truffle like actual shaved tr- truffle shaved right onto your food it's a particular flavor that you really don't get in anything else like nothing else tastes like truffle really that you can wrap your mind around it's got kind of like this umami flavor it's almost like earthy smoky it doesn't sound like it would be great and even as you're eating it you're thinking is this good Mm -hmm. because it's so different than than everything else outside of like the general things that you eat you know uh that are part of our you know american diet uh on you know nine to five monday through friday kind of thing you know but so i'm assuming
1: that when i i'm assuming that when i had truffled tater tots that wasn't
0: no,
1: there's like no truffle in
0: there <laughs> there is real truffle. 0% truffle you know how they make a lot of those truffle foods like oh truffle fries oh and it sounds fancy they take a truffle that has rotted for lack of a better term that's it's dried to a crisp to a point where it's no longer edible as a truffle and then they soak it and then because it has such a strong uh, pungent flavor to it they soak it in oil And they let it they let it steep in oil and then they use that oil in other things. So there's not even truffle in it. It's like the odor of rotten. Extract of truffle. Yes, it's the odor of rotten truffles. So like truffle oil to me doesn't taste like at all. It doesn't taste like actual truffle. Like it it has its own has its own flavor. It's like saying it's like the difference between cilantro and then the seeds of cilantro, which are coriander seeds. Like if you've had those things. They come from the same place, but they taste totally different. And I feel the same way about truffle oil and actual shaved truffles. Like it, it you well, know, they 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 try to get you. They really try
1: yeah, to get you. Yeah, I'm place. sure, but I have had some really good truffled tater tots.
0: They were yeah, good. Because that's like a that's a it's its own flavor. You know, like yeah. you know, like watermelon candy doesn't taste like watermelon, but you still kind of like it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it has
0: nothing to do with what. and then you have watermelon and you're like, this totally tastes different. And I also like this. It's kind of like that. You can like it. Nobody's going to nobody's going to mad at you for liking truffled oiled things, you know, but
1: yeah, Well, you just said it was like the corpse of a rotten truffle soaked in oil. Now I feel real
0: cheap. Well, I and- mean, <laughs> red dye like that's in your that's most of the remember most of the red dye that that's used for like uh like M&Ms and stuff like that is actually made from insect carapaces or something like that, which is why See, it's no. not vegan. It's not no. vegan so
1: I don't want to hear how the sauce is made. That, did you? I didn't need to know that. Yeah.
0: Well, now you know. Now you know. Now you can eat your way around the red ones.
1: Thanks, Carlos.
0: <laughs> we should we should just do a separate podcast or one whole episode where it's just like I ruin I ruin you all ruin everything food. I like every food you mention I will find a way to ruin it. Actually, that would be a good show. You know, try to ruin try no, to ruin you don't need this to, food.
1: You don't need to ruin uni for me. That's gross.
0: Oh no, you haven't come. And you
1: don't anymore. need to ruin like liver or organ meat in general <laughs> <laughs> it, it does a
0: good job it do, it's does a good job ruined by, by itself, itself. yep <laughs> uh what else do we have going on this week oh did you notice that we have uh, we've got ten thousand downloads oh look at us
1: i don't either i don't but, know what yeah. that means
0: ten thousand times it's been down we have five I, I i was reading our stats which mean nothing to me
1: yeah you know, we have that like sounds 5, amazing
0: 000, five thousand unique listeners could that be? I don't know. I don't know what that means. If anybody knows what that means and they want to email or comment about what that actually means, no, it'd be nice to know.
1: Nobody knows. Nobody actually, cares. Maybe it's better not
0: <laughs> to know. We can just we can those we can be like our like our humans were were things that come in tens that are in the same multiples as our fingers, still mean things to us. So.
1: Well, yeah, it sounds important. So I'm I'm sure. I'm all about it. Okay. Well, I think we really need to discuss the fact that I got you to drive to Doral last week.
0: I know. And How about that? He,
1: yes, I did. I got Carlos drove to Dural to try Shoma Bazaar. He didn't complain. He actually no, but, enjoyed himself.
0: But listen, I I was never the big complainer about Dural. Just I mean my my commute wasn't that bad. Connie really hated driving. Yeah, Doral.
1: Connie was the worst. She yes. hated Dural.
0: She hated going to Dural. But Yeah. But we got her there. We did. I mean, you know, and uh, and Amanda um Amanda Rosa, uh, she got out there as well, and and we ate all the food. Um, yeah, we
1: ate all the food, and I have to say, Carlos, that place is nice. Yeah, that place I mean, is I was really beautiful.
0: I was really like when I walked in, I was like, oh, this is the nicest food hall in Miami.
1: Yeah, for like, sure, it's without a doubt, easily
0: the nicest looking. It's you know, you they clearly spent money on making the place feel like kind of a high end place, like you're at a nice. You know what it felt like? It felt kind of like you were in a really big. A uh, club with like not lots of people in it, like it was really designed nicely, almost like a like a lounge. You know what I mean, like a listening room kind yeah. of lounge, like a chill area. And I like that because food halls. I, I think over time they end up uh being. Yeah, like see, that's where courts. we
1: that's where we sat. Right? Is that yeah. where we sat? Is that near yeah, where Ella? We
0: have a photo up if you're if you're on listening. Oh, to the sorry. Podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, there's a photo up and uh, and yeah, it's like and you look at it, it's like there's this you know. Um, uh, woodwork architecture, and there's different uh, there's different materials that they're using to like give you texture and and the 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 warmth of the lighting and uh, their gold chandeliers, you know. Like oh my god, and the really bar
1: nice. is beautiful. The, the bar, bar has like it, it goes like the behind the bar is just all of this design that goes all the way to the ceiling with like lights and and different like decorations and stuff. It's really beautiful.
0: I I, I think maybe. I've heard folks say this more than once, like, "Where should we meet?" Folks who live in different parts of town, especially now that we're teleworking, right? Everybody's spread all over, and we don't meet very often uh, with people sometimes, especially people that we work with. And I've heard people say, "Like, well, where, where should we meet?" And I say, "Well, why don't we meet in Doral?" It's kind of it's far it's from everybody. Kind of,
1: it's exactly it's far from everybody. Perfect. <laughs> like uh,
0: like that line from uh, "Oh, brother, where art thou?" Isn't this a geological a ge- ge- geological anomaly? Two weeks from everywhere, and this is like. An hour yeah. from everywhere, but but you know, so I think that they may be they may be onto something, right? Like let's create this place where people can come and and hang out in like a niceish place. It's not niceish place. That's not necessarily, um, you know, just like a grab your grab lunch and go kind of thing. You know, so yeah, I, I don't know if people want to meet in a food hall, uh, but uh, but but we'll you know, I guess we'll find out.
1: No? Yeah, well, I think what my one of my favorite dishes that we had was from the um, was the bowl of ramen, the from in ramen. We had this uh, what was it, short rib? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it was a it was a short rib ramen where each of the chunks was yeah. like a was like a I I to me it was like a fair turkey leg. Yeah, because like, when you went to pick it up with your chopsticks, it it was like this hunk of meat that you had to yeah. eat off the end of the chopsticks. So that actually wasn't my favorite. The meat was a little tough. Um, but the ramen itself, like the actual noodles, the guys, they mm-hmm. there making and extruding and pulling noodles himself, and it was like, and you saw them go into the into the the boiler, and they came out, and you taste them, and they tasted great, you know, like yeah. their broth is delicious. But uh, so I think there might have been better choices on the menu, but like I feel like,
1: well, we went we went high because you know, we were like, let's we get did. this one because it was thirty dollars for that $30. bowl of soup, it and was, it was yeah. like. And I, I really enjoy, I didn't think the meat was too tough, but I'm also not like a, a connoisseur of meat, but I did take my chopstick and I stabbed it See that's and then I pulled it out right. like that. It should have been a little bit more tender. It would have, should have just slid off the, off the chopstick. And then when I was like, I was taking both of the chopsticks and I was trying to like break it up. Because I didn't have a fork or a knife. You're and then making I was my just,
0: argument for me. Yeah. That, yeah that I was thing, like- it was wrong in there. It was wrong in there. But the thing is the flavors was were great. And I was thinking, you know, if if this like they had a mushroom one that was like nineteen dollars, which yeah. is still like an expensive ramen, but I think I think that's where we are now. Like we have mm-hmm. to like these last two. Everyone years of the just pandemic, make peace with it. Yeah, everybody just like this is what it's gonna cost to to dine out at these places. And and I don't, you know. I, th- I think this is a bigger cultural issue, right? Like what's everybody making? like mm-hmm. what's our housing cost? And then ultimately, how know, much
1: are you willing to spend on food when you go out? Exactly well, so, the other nice so. thing about that the other nice thing about that place is for anybody who was a fan of um Ella's oyster bar on on Calle Ocho, they and I, have like it was and I they was. have a re uh, they have their own little kiosquito in there, and so like you guys went really really hard for the oysters and i was really grossed out and i didn't appreciate Everybody, it
0: well those are okay where they have a picture uh pierre put a picture up of uh of the roasted oysters uh which i thought were fantastic they use kind of like an old bay and i want to say there was some mojo seasoning in there
1: uh, i didn't try this but this is probably that was probably the dish i should have tried because you guys got the the, the raw oysters
0: um that that texture puts you off because that's in the uni category in the sense that yeah you don't like that You don't like the uh, soft... uh,
1: It's soft and it's like snot.
0: Yeah. If you fry
1: it and bread it, maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How many things, though, could you apply that to? Mm, Fried and (laughs) breaded, that would probably be okay. You know what? Breading fried alone is... You will eat that. Like, that's the... Those are like the the escombros. Yeah, I just like bread. I just like
1: bread. (laughs) Like
0: the the scraps left at the bottom of your French fries. Like, that's just... That's just leftover breading deep fried. And and people eat it because it's crunchy and delicious. So, but but I I like Dilla's a lot. I thought I thought that what they did there was was good. You know, was probably it was probably my favorite. I was like, you know, bang for the buck. Like what we spent there, we ordered like four different things, Um, uh, and I think like with tax and tip, it might have been like eighty bucks. And it was like fresh oysters, roasted oysters, the fish croquettes. Uh, There was, but yeah, there the fish croquettes. The photo right there, they're kind of length longish. Yeah, uh, the Bahamian conch fritters, which were a little bit bready. But, you know, I kind of like that. Like I,
1: I like them. Mind, they they, they were a mind little to the me. Breadiness. They were a little bit rubbery, but I thought it was still good. Like the flavor yeah. was
0: good. Yeah, the flavors were good. And I was, I was like, you know, for me, that that of everything I had was the best bang for the buck there. But um, and then we had a couple other things like I, my love favorite thing.
1: The, my favorite thing was from uh, what's that place called? Doce Provisiones. Is that what's, what it's called?
0: Dose Provisions. Oh,
1: so they, okay. They I'm sorry. They went Spanglish
0: there for you. I did. The original restaurants on um, Southwest 12th Avenue in Miami. So that's why they call Doce. It's on Doce. It's on 12th.
1: Oh, I got it. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of stuff from that place. And the thing that I really liked was the thing that you weren't super into was uh, the tostones with uh, uh was it pulled pork on top it was, of it?
0: it? No, see, that's the thing. It was supposed to be vaca frita. But, okay. but the tostones, all right, well, I'll let you say what you liked about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to
1: poop. Oh, water. the thing I liked about it was the, the, the meat was, was the meat tasted good. The meat was flavored. Well, I don't know what kind of meat it was, but it was like the kind of meat that looks, you know, I see. Yeah, it was, like,
0: it was shredded beef.
1: <laughs> it was shredded beef. And then the, the tostones were like medio, medio, you know, they were between green and, and, and maduro. So they were Bindon, kind of like stem. as the
0: Cubans would say.
1: Is that what you guys call it?
0: Pintong. When something is pintong, is like it's kind of in between. I guess because it's got little spots, like you know, like pintas on it. So I got you.
1: Well, that I think that's my favorite kind of tostón because that was that was delicious. And then the the you know it had some sauces on top of it too, and I I personally enjoyed that. I, I think I ate three of them.
0: I liked it, but to me, it was a misnomer. So, like, it wasn't what I was expecting. Well, I was like, oh, it's vaca frita over tostones. And the vaca frita was more, like, stewed, like a like a ropa vieja. You know, those are, like, cousin dishes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the shredded beef, but then cooked in red, in, like, a red sauce, and it's saucier. And then over the tostones were were maduros. Like, that's just what they were. So, it was – it just wasn't what I was expecting. The sweet flavor with, like, that stewed, more stewed flavor. And uh, it was good, but it was, to me, it was a little bit like, it's not what the, it's not what the menu promised, but. Uh,
1: well, I think one of the, one of the like highlights of that place too, is that little coffee shop. Don't ask me what it's called. Do you remember the name of it?
0: Uh, it's called like, like Tintura or tintua or something like that something it like had that. a
1: weird name yeah, but their I coffee was amazing it. like really really good coffee and it was and i'm not a coffee snob at all like i drink bustelo every day for breakfast right. um but it was really good coffee and he he was explaining how they they bring it from colombia and they roast it themselves right. and then to make it even cuter they make pan de bono, but like as a dessert like, instead of making it savory, they make it sweet. See, like, if you could see this photograph here, my friends, it was like a key lime pandebono on the left side, and then there's a Nutella pandebono on the right side. And it's just like take a pandebono, which is basically just like fried bread, right? And then you stuff it with some chocolate and you put a little bit of sprinkly chocolate on top, or you stuff it with like the custardy part of a key lime. And it just saturates all that britty. Po- oh, my God. It was so good.
0: Yeah, it was really good. I loved I, that That key lime filling was really interesting because pan de bono is usually a savory thing, un pancito you have with your with your meal, with your Colombian food. And uh, and they did it different. Those guys are Colombian. And, yeah, the place is called Tinto with two T's on the end. And okay. And they, they basically uh, they import Colombian coffee from a single source, like single origin they call it. So, like one farm, one batch. And then they roast it right – at the food hall, which I was like, how do you do that? And they're like, oh, we had this little roaster that's like, you know, um, it's about the size of a person. And they roast yep. it right <laughs> there. And I was like, that's really ingenious. And and as a matter of fact, he's like, you know, uh, and, I, and I've started to have especially coffee, uh, you know, kind of American style or brewed in the way where it's not espresso, non-espresso brewed coffee. I liked, I really started to enjoy it without sugar uh, whatsoever. And it was like such a great flavorful cup of coffee cup of coffee and he's like i keep trying to tell these latins (laughs) to stop putting sugar in it he's latin too he's colombian he's like i keep telling people stop putting sugar in it just try it this way so i would i would tell folks go there have that coffee for sure and uh and don't put coffee don't put sugar in it just like Mm -hmm. pretend it's like like iced tea you know
1: no if you want something sweet get that get the key lime pan de bono and nibble it and then drink your coffee it's really like it's it was one of the highlights of that place and it's funny yeah. because there were a lot of you know there were a lot of places that were legit, you know, worth ordering but I would go there and be like let me get some of that coffee. It yeah, was good. that was
0: that was really good. I I liked Shoma. I would go there again as a matter of fact, I would go there like I kept asking myself who is this for, right? And I kept saying, you know, like it feels like a nice night out, but I'm not sure I'd go there like with like as a date night maybe, but more like like meet a up group with friends. Yeah. yeah. It's the kind of place where it's not intimate enough to like I don't think, uh, to just like go to people, but I think it's kind of like a fun place to go with, with a couple folks and, 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 uh, we didn't try anything out of the bar, so I can't judge how the cocktails right. were or anything, but it was really beautiful and mm-hmm. it was, and people, it was well staffed, you know, like, so they clearly are ready to do business at it. So, um, I, I, I'll probably go back. I would go back to that place. Definitely. Yeah, I'll, I would I put go back. on my list of like meetup places, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. show my Showma bazaar
0: five stars I, yeah i kept thinking too you know where i went last week and it was like the same purpose but the other end of that the the opposite end was um Paradise bread and books
1: oh the little, okay the,
0: the the little um what would you call it it's like a like a wine bar store wine bar um but also it's more wine bar and chill space like it, it has that that air of college coffee bar Mm -hmm. like where everybody's kind of scattered in it's a small place and they have this you know really uh tight but very good selection of wines um and like cheap cheap stuff like you know eight and nine bucks a glass nice like like you can go and have and frankly um we were meeting some friends um later at a different place for dinner and we said let's let's pop into this place um we happen to be in that part of town and just had like you know, Gabby and I had each a glass of wine and we had this fresh cheese that I don't know if they make it there or if they have a local provider where it's, uh, I forget what it was, but it was like a ricotta texture. So it was kind of like more of like a dip. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, and with their fresh baked bread, they make a bread there. I was going to
1: say, let's comment on the bread too because it's in the name.
0: Really, the bread is fantastic. Like I I was, you know, bread is bread, right? You're like, oh, bread is bread. But no, no, no. Like they really, you know, I think we're, we're, we're getting to the point where folks are really being very serious and very intentional about how they're baking and, and bringing in techniques from other, you know, other countries and like doing it the right way. Like we're no longer making a cheap imitation of like sourdoughs. I think think Zach really started that. And now like people, you're going to laugh, but people bake their bread all the way through. Uh, I like, I think I've told you this, right? Like uh, Thomas Keller, uh, one time I was interviewing him and uh, and i we were commenting he was commenting on on how things are baked and he said most places in america don't bake their things all the way through like they see a a dark crust like a crusty heart like harder dark crust and they run away from it they feel like that's quote unquote burned and yet in france like that's how you that's in europe in france specifically that's how you bake things you bake it as alton brown used to say until it's done Mm -hmm. you know you bake it until it's got a nice almost like malty chocolatey crust. And that's what you got out of this. You take a bite, you, you break open that bread and you take a bite and it's got like this little caramelly, you know how caramel tends to have like a little bit of a hint of bitterness in it right when you cook it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it had that, but then it had like that soft, chewy inside. And I was really impressed like, cause they're baking it out of this tiny little place, you know, and, and I guess really small batches so they can really pay attention to each loaf and that kind of thing. And, well, totally I like the worthy. fact that totally the worthy. menu
1: is basically like getting Holy Communion. You get your wine, <laughs> you get your bread, <laughs> you get your wine and your bread, and then That's you can, it. you know, say five Hail Marys, and you can leave and
0: start your week. It was uh, Leonardo da Vinci who said that he could live on bread and wine. And I think, you know, I think, I think, I think cheese might have been on to something. And, uh, yeah, you know what? He probably knew some things. He so probably like that, did. But I thought, like, th- what a great place. And they're open late. I want to say they're open to like, midnight. Uh, or later like till two on some days so I think it's like a really interesting cool hangout place where if you wanted to be low-key but it's very small like you that's a place where I'd go to people like to just go and hang out in a quiet little corner you know and other folks are maybe like two feet away or, mm-hmm. you know but they are also also being kind of chill and quiet you know it's not it's not like a vuvuzuela vibey you know what I mean <laughs> uh, although they have a nice back uh, patio area but I couldn't I couldn't suffer that heat right now, but but I was feeling that inside. Well, it looks cute.
1: It looks cute, and I'm really curious to try their bread.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: Yeah, and the the wine list got them on like what was it Esquire GQ GQ, GQ's? Um, You know, was it
0: Esquire GQ? I think it might have been Esquire. Now that you said it,
1: one of those men's magazines. Um, But yeah, I got them on best bar in the country. So
0: yeah, they're doing something right. One of the 25 new best bars or something like that, and they were on it. And they like don't sell cocktails. Like all they do is sell all they do is sell. Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, it's a different way of thinking about a bar, you know, but well, to as me, a person like who can't a,
1: drink cocktails, I appreciate what they're trying to do there.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I would like to and I would I would go back. But then here's the thing is like, I'd have to be in that neighborhood. Like as much as I liked it, I wouldn't drive half an hour out of my way to hang out. And have, well,
1: if you got at, you live in front of Happy Wine, so like if you wanted wine, that's where you would go to get your wine.
0: Yes, but at Happy Wine, I could also get into a lot of trouble because because yes. they will they will keep the wine coming until you're hurt. They will be yeah, losing. they
1: will they it will be tortured by wine.
0: Yeah, but so this place was really chill. But I felt like their model is like this little space that, frankly, I think they got a break on. Like they might pay minimal rent if not if no rent because of they're in a CRA like. North Miami is trying to, I forget that's North Miami, North Miami Beach. I think it's North
1: Miami. No, I think it's North Miami.
0: Yeah, they're trying to uh, uh, re-establish that area into like bring in businesses and such. So the CRA is giving money and and giving deals for folks to open. So like maybe that's why they can offer an $8 $8 glass of wine Mm -hmm. uh, and why they can subsist on mostly breads and cheeses that they they buy. Uh, But I felt like, man, that's the kind of place where uh, you could have those all over the city. Like right. you could have a little. We need
1: one of those in Kendall. They could open one in Kendall, and so it would I'm talking be. about
0: Kendall. No, because the Kendalls only want Chick Fil A.
1: Shut up! I'm no, kidding. listen to this. Don't come um, at me, Kend- Kendall,
0: with your commentary.
1: <laughs> no, le- listen to this. Um, do you remember that story that Connie wrote a while back about how Kendall had the best seafood restaurant in the whole state? of La Florida.
0: So said Yelp, yes. No,
1: so said Eat This, Not That, which is... Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, legit. Stop being a
1: hater. I don't know, it is. Yeah, sure, (laughs) it's it's legit. Um, But anyway, it's called Fresh Co, and it's in a little plaza over by the Publix that I go to. Um, And the plaza that it's in is like one of the best plazas in Miami because it's got a Dominican place, a Colombian place, a fritanga. It's got a Mexican restaurant inside of a convenience store and it's oh, got a Brazil. did I say the Brazilian place? It's got a Brazilian no, place. It's got
0: a Brazilian place.
1: Yeah. It's wow. got like and then and, and, and then it's got the fish, the fresco. That is
0: a plaza, great plaza.
1: This plaza is dope. I go to the Dominican place all the time. And like that's when I'm like having I'm I'm like hosting Dominican people and I don't want them to realize that I can't cook. So, <laughs> so, so you just I'll just go- take out from them? I do take out from the Dominican place. What's the, restaurant?
0: What's the Dominican place?
1: It's called uh, I think it's called you know? Delicias Dominicanas. Hold on, let me tell you.
0: Okay, okay. So that that sounds like the kind of man, that sounds like a great shopping plaza because like that's the kind of place you want to have in your neighborhood. Because how many times have you have you been like, I'm hungry, but I'm not sure for what? And it's kind of like a physical Uber Eats menu. Yeah. You go there and you look around, and you're like, which of these, which of these uh, cuisines am I feeling today?
1: Well, yeah, it's called the Dominicanas, and um, it's like four doors down from Freshco. And whenever I go there, I'll I'll get I get the like um I'll get the mangú con tres golpes, and then I'll get the like you know the the pollo guisao, carne guisada, eh, arroz, frijoles, you know, eh, tostones, the whole the whole spread, right? Right. And then everyone will be like, "Los frijoles de mi mamá son mejores."
0: Oh my you know? God. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like a an in person uh, uh, comment section of on on Facebook. One
1: hundred percent. But yeah. it's still legit because like th- their food is good. Like there aren't a lot of Dominican restaurants in Miami that I you know that I know about anyway. There's like Millies on Cayocho and then this one and I think there there was one Maison de la de la Cava over in West Kendall, but I don't I don't even know if that's still open. But anyway, getting back to Fresh Co. Fresh Co, Fresco. Fresh cold fish fish market was so legit that they now opened a second location. You want to know where they opened it? Not in Kendall.
0: I was gonna say, did they open another one in Kendall?
1: <laughs> no, they didn't open it in Kendall. They opened it in West Kendall. Oh my God! Yes, that's, so they have they brought, doubled
0: down on Kendall.
1: They doubled down on Kendall, so they went what I mean, to West Kendall. Yeah, dude, they're 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 legit, and they opened in the space that was formerly occupied by um, Chef Adrian's. Which, for those in the know, anybody who lives in West Kendall knows, is like right next door to a Jiffy Lube in a little plaza that you right. that's like hidden behind time Miami Airport that you would never find unless you knew
0: <laughs> where to yeah, go. The old the old Martino Tire or whatever was over there.
1: I think Something, like that. Something like, like that. There's like a it's, yeah, you know, like an auto place. But yep. they opened this one and now this one is more of a sit-down place.
0: And so yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting kind of model. There's a there's a place that does that like market with like fish market with like food. There's mm-hmm. a little place near my house called Disco Fish. That's oh my like. god. Yes, and it made my dad's favorite paella. Like for two separate of his birthdays, when even when I was living in Miami, like he was way up in Permac Pines, I would order it. In uh, I would order a disco fish. I want to say it's on Southwest Sixteenth and Sixty um, Seventh, uh, which is Ludlam. So Sixty Seventh Avenue and Southwest Sixteenth Street, and it's just this little corner, uh, suspicious-looking place. But like, <laughs> but like they have some really nice fresh fish, and and they cook it and sell it, and they make a a really great buya, a really great seafood buya. Ah, uh, Pierre Taylor, Pierre, our, our director, tells us it's at 1540 Southwest 67th Avenue in West Miami.
1: Disco and, fish. Yeah, that's disco that's fish. a name.
0: Yeah, it is a name. And, that uh,
1: is a name.
0: And it's like there's no disco references anywhere. So I don't, I don't know where it comes from.
1: Maybe but, it's uh, old. Maybe it's from the 70s. Like maybe, maybe they were just retro. trying to get all the disco dancers to come <laughs> and buy the fish there.
0: Like if it would, be, if it was today, it would just be called like trap. It would be like
1: it would be like reggaeton fish.
0: Reggaeton fish. Yep. Bad bonnie fish.
1: (laughs) But anyway, so you can go to West Candle and get your fresh coat on now. And you can actually sit down, have your fish tranquilo, and and enjoy the bounty. They're going to open another place, according to Connie's article. They're talking about opening another place in another booming metropolis called Doral, Florida. Mm -hmm. So Doral is about to get all the best stuff.
0: Yeah. Let's see if they can put an extra lane in their roads or maybe they'll get some mass transit so people don't have to like well, you know maybe, you can complain
1: there's... you can complain about traffic in Doral but traffic is bad everywhere okay. I was in Brickell the other day and I, that, that place sucks yeah. you have to you just need a jetpack to live in Brickell because no, like there's or, just no... deliver,
0: or never leave like give up never your car leave. it's a little bit a little bit Manhattanish in the sense that like just give up your car just ne- yeah never leave live in that area you know the thing is that they're they're missing little things, you know. Like if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna have that kind of town, you need a good fish place, like where you go. Well, you and need you a get... supermarket
1: too. You need like little tiny supermarkets or so that you can.
0: It doesn't even have to be a big one. Like it could be a bunch of little ones. It could be yeah. like a fish place and a little. Uh, you could have a um, a little butcher shop, you know, uh, fishmonger, butcher shop, you know, uh cheesemonger, Like there's a there's an actual cheesemonger monger that opened. Uh, people are really excited about called Chevere. I think it's what it's oh. called. Yeah, that's cute. Chevre, but I think it's where's that. Pronounce it chevre. It's on um, it's on Coral Way, uh right before that the big curve where it b- curves towards Brickell. So like in that uh that Shenandoah area, that's really the, nice the, the with trees. part
1: where everything gets complicated.
0: Yeah, right where, like where
1: one street becomes another street and the name yeah. changes, but it doesn't. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't. Right that mm-hmm. in that little corner, there's a little cheesemonger, Um and I think that like. I think we're at the point where we're starting to see more of that in Miami, like uh, like little micro areas where where people aren't necessarily interested in driving across town uh, for, you know, that good butcher shop or whatever. It's, uh, people are like, all right, I'm going to open up like Babe's Meat Counter, you know, uh, that people right in that area. It serves people in that area, but uh, it really hasn't spread to, to all the different parts of Miami. So I'd like to see more of that stuff, you know, like that, the Paradise Reds and Book, you know, uh, uh butcher shop the the fish place like we have a we have a place uh florida fresh fisheries or what have you and that's a place that's close to my house when i want a really good fresh piece of fish that's where i go so I, I would i would love for there to be more places like that you know
1: yeah well because i live in kendall whenever i want a really good piece of fish i get to go to the best place in florida oh boy thanks well
0: good good for you good yeah for don't you.
1: be don't hate me because you ain't me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fish places, so like Golden Rule, I, I got an email from them. Remember?
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, their yeah, their, yeah. their tiki hut got it
0: got destroyed. Down. Yeah, yep. it burned down with some some somebody's illegal fireworks uh, hit their tiki hut and burned it to the ground. Lovely. But, but they at first were scrambling a little bit, and I got a, a note that they um they redid their outdoor area, like they cleaned it up and set it up, and so they they have their main dining room still is now still outdoors, but it's it's like a covered ish area but i think their their end goal is to eventually build that tiki hut again but they're so I, I, it was nice to get that little update from them it looks like they're they're um, back up and running you know so that's Well that's good,
1: good cuz that place yeah. is that's a local favorite and you want them to you want them to survive and thrive Oh yeah. you know what speaking of um babe's meat and counter mm-hmm. uh, our internet burger poll so uh,
0: yes yes our very forget. legitimate our very legitimate, uh, our
1: very legitimate burger poll, um, <laughs> where,
0: where no one wins anything, so no one wins anything
1: just for the fun of it,
0: internet bragging um, rights, and just for the fun of it,
1: exactly. So, let me tell you, we're on our we're on the um elite eight currently, and what we have is clutch burger, chefs on the run, uh, United States Burger Service, Babe's Meat Encounter, Over Under, Offsite, Le Zoo, and Kush. So, the top four. Babe's Meat Encounter made it again. Babe's Meat Encounter has been in like every single, every single write-in. Like people love that place. It's probably yeah. one of the most consistently written in um, venues for right. every, every bowl that we've done.
0: Every category, and- right? Like they like they have a great butcher shop. Like they get really good cuts of meat. Uh, I think like Sunshine, Sunshine Providers is like, like one of the really strong providers down in South Florida that they get stuff to chefs and stuff like that. So they're getting, they get really good cuts of meat. They um they're they're butchers, so they know how to really slice and prepare. So you take a piece home and it's not you know cut weird or unevenly. Um, they make great sandwiches, so they take a lot of that meat and then they make things with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have this incredible like um they make like a broccoli rob uh, uh, roast pork that they roast there and then they they shave it to make a sandwich, and that sandwich is amazing. Uh, so obviously wait where's
1: it. the broccoli how are you putting broccoli no, in my sandwich i'm no, mad
0: it's like roast it's like roasted lechong with like with like stewed broccoli like broccoli rob in it you
1: know oh okay that it's sounds good. weird okay
0: no, what do you mean it sounds weird like
1: i don't want i don't want broccoli on my sandwich why are you making me eat vegetables oh boy
0: <laughs> trust me it's good they do that. They do. Um, they do. Uh, surprisingly, one of the best Cuban sandwiches I've had. Really? Yeah, I it's odd-shaped. Like... It's, odd it's like round. It's a perfectly little round uh, Cuban sandwich. Um, the the bread is really good. Uh, you know, obviously they all the meat that goes in it they've cured themselves, and it's got like the right flavor profiles. Which some of the folks who try to do like. Uh, um, artisanal Cuban sandwiches get the flavors wrong. Like the, the pickles that they use, the cucumbers that they that they pickle, they get the flavor wrong. They get, you know, the, the flavor profiles don't taste like a Cuban sandwich. But these guys get all the flavor profiles right. And the meat sound, tastes amazing. And they're perfectly flat and crispy, you know. Like. And
1: you're not offended by the roundness of the sandwich?
0: No, no, because it's so good. Like, I'm not a traditionalist anyway. You know, I just like, okay. like, make it delicious is like mm-hmm. number one. Make it delicious. Um, uh, so, and, and I want to say, it's funny. I think one of the owners, he looks like a total American guy, Jason, but he's actually half Cuban. And I want to say his grandfather had a frita shop in Cuba. Oh. So, so he's got, he's got some pedigree and his wife is, is Canadian, uh, Melanie. Uh, she's which is Canadian,
1: why they make poutine, right?
0: Which is why they make amazing poutine on Sundays. Um, so actually my kid, who's my oldest is like devoted to poutine at that place. Like she will make her boyfriend who lives in Brickle, drive all the way to Palmetto Bay to, uh, to have their poutine. So, uh, so I like that place. So I'm not surprised that people write them in for things cause they do a lot of things well. And, oh, and you can also get like really good cheeses. Like they, they stock really good cheeses in their, in their, um, in their coolers there and stuff like that. So you can kind of get a full service, uh, uh, full service thing there, you know,
1: so, like Babes is, is in Palmetto Bay, or as we in Kendall call it, Southeastern Kendall.
0: Oh boy. Don't even front Kendall. Every chance it gets, it tries to be uh, East Pinecrest. West, no, no, East
1: Naples. West Pinecrest. Yeah.
0: East Naples.
1: <laughs> East Everglades.
0: East North Everglades. Homestead. <laughs> um. Cool. What else do we have going on, Amy? Uh, oh, oh, just oh, one.
1: Oh, oh, just one more thing. Oh my God, the this new um, Middle Eastern place opened in in Yotel Miami, which is um, downtown. No,
0: right, right.
1: Okay, right. so um, I don't love to be a lambona, and for anybody of you that don't know what a lambona is, is a person who just like loves free stuff. It's a very Dominican term, but mm-hmm. dude, they sent me a box <laughs> that was filled with like their their spreads. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Lamboneo was, yeah, was a nivel. Yeah, it was no, a 10. they it was a 10. It was a 10. And they had they sent me a box with um, it had, I'm gonna mispronounce all of this, but it was just okay. a bunch of um spreads and dips. One of them was called Matbucha, which is slow-roasted tomato and pepper stew. It was so good. I was like fighting with my husband to 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 appropriate it like yeah we weren't we weren't i wasn't trying to share and then there's something that i had never had before it's called scordalia or scordalia it's traditional greek garlic potato and almond spread
0: bro that sounds great
1: yes it was amazing and then baba ganoush and and tzatziki they sent um all four of those things in like this really cute tin and i ate the heck out of all of them and it was good so I, i would like to try that place it's just to get me out of kendall to go downtown. To eat Middle Eastern food is probably gonna be tough, but I will put it on my list. It sounds like it sounds like a good one.
0: The the you mentioned Baba Ganoush, probably the best Baba Ganoush that I've had locally. Like maybe because it was so unexpected, was at that place Alamir. I think you've heard me mention that place a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like right on, I want to say Burden near 67th, and they just make this really incredible Baba Ganoush, and they put pomegranate. They sprinkle it with pomegranate seeds. And it just does something – it just takes it to another level like that yeah. with like the fresh pita coming out of the oven. It's, it's
1: I'm going nice. to have to try that place. Is their hummus any good?
0: Their hummus is very solid. It's not okay. like the best that I've had, but it's very solid, very good. Like okay. it's, it's good. Um, but yeah, that's that's the other one. Oh, uh, something I want to put in, on your radar too because uh, I'm curious to see how it turned out is um, Street Food USA uh, comes out next week on Tuesday. And I'm very curious to see how – they treated Miami, um, so like the street food series was was kind of backed by the same guys that did a chef's table. So like all the violin strings and sl- uh, slow motion, beautiful shots of food and kind of background stories on these chefs. They started doing like a street food version of it, and they did one in. Um, I saw one, one in, in Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, Yeah, they did did a whole Asia series and they did a Latin America series. And I thought the Latin America series was great. Like the Peruvian one was fantastic. Um, And actually, I've had some friends go to Peru, uh, friends who are Peruvian go to Peru and hit a couple of those spots or knew of them already. And they were like, yeah, those places were legit. Yeah. So the the Miami one, I'm curious to see how it turned out. They asked me to be on the show, which is why I'm aware of it, uh, and just talk about like Miami street food. So I spent like most of my time trying to tell them, listen. Miami doesn't have a lot of like street like carts and vendors out on the street because I mean just walk outside it's a billion degrees and nobody wants to be mm-hmm. standing in the hot sun no matter what it is it's not even ice cream um, so I was like you should really focus on our ventanitas you know because that's like where we get our street food like if if we're standing anywhere getting quick bite seat that's where we get our street food whether it's you know a frita or a Cuban sandwich you know we're we're doing that kind of thing so they definitely put. Uh, I know El Rey de las Fritas is on it cuz that's where I was like that's where they asked me to meet them to to do part of the air interview um so I'm curious to see how how Miami turned out in it uh, and like the little the little food places that they found that were there were specifically food vendors. That, that so
1: when does it air? When are they? They're going to put the whole season on all at once?
0: Yeah, they're going to drop the whole season. Um, it's July twenty sixth, which is a Tuesday.
1: Oh, so I get to see you on the TVs. Carlos is famous. Hercules, it's
0: but they also did like Manhattan. They did Oahu, I think. Um, a couple of places, San Francisco might be on it. So it's like six or six or eight cities. So I'm curious. I'm just curious to see how wow. how they treated Miami.
1: If you're on it, I'm sure it's going to be amazing.
0: Well, uh, I'll disavow it if I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amy, I think, I don't know what you think, but I think that's a show.
1: I think so. I think we went through all the stuff.
0: All the stuff that's going on. I mean, Mm -hmm. we got got some things cooking for next week. Uh, I want to tell the people about uh, some fruit influencers. Uh, You heard that right. Some fruit influencers that I spent uh, the day with at their farm down in the Redland um, and they've become uh, kind of a viral TikTok viral sensation. So I'm, I'm real interested in uh, in hearing the rest of their story and writing that for us next week.
1: Oh, before we go, I should show you guys a picture of me at in the bathroom at Sexy Fish.
0: Oh, do you have a picture of that?
1: Yes, it's very important that we all see it. Oh <laughs> no, no, we don't have it. Pierre. Pierre says
0: we don't have it. I think we're all spared. The audio people are like, Come
1: on, like, wait
0: is it is it the one with your you're like posing with Daniel Craig in the yes uh, in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, because we Connie and I went to um to Sexy Fish to do a Miami Spice preview dinner or lunch. And um I think if you go to Sexy Fish and you don't take a picture of yourself like fake making out with Daniel Craig in the men's bathroom, then you might as well just not go. Oh boy. So Well
0: yeah. now you're gonna get whatever the last person smooch Daniel Craig had. So <laughs> poor poor Daniel Craig statue. Poor
1: <laughs> guy. Poor guy.
0: All right, Amy. All right. Legitimately, I think now. (laughs)
1: For sure. This is a show.
0: This is a show. All right. We'll do it again next week.
1: Bye.